Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a brand new season of the Attacking Scrum Podcast good to be back and we start with a special episode in which I meet the Ospreys centre Ben John. Now those of you may be aware of Ben's story, uh, 26 years old and playing very very well for the Ospreys but after a number of uh, head injuries and concussion related symptoms he's had to step away from the game and uh, and take a break and I chatted to him about all of these things, uh, you know, absolutely fascinating to hear firsthand uh, exactly the effect that the concussion has on um, not just on a player but on on him as an individual as well the impact that it had on on his day-to-day life and it's really really interesting to hear that firsthand and also really interesting to hear what he's up to now so uh, he's currently as a working as a personal trainer at gym in London and uh, that's where I caught up with him and uh, caught up with him and had a, a really good interesting chat about all of these things about the future, whether he's uh, sees coming back to rugby, and if so, when that when that decision will be made. And uh, yeah, massive thanks to Ben for for agreeing to do it. Really, really nice, honest bloke, and uh, really enjoyed chatting to him. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll catch up with him again throughout the throughout the season. And hope you enjoy it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to Ben for agreeing to it. And as always, thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you want to get your hands on some coffee, you can do that at socoffeetrades.co.uk. Welcome back. Hope you enjoy it. Right, joined by Osprey Centre Ben John today. Ben, thanks for joining us on the Attacking Scrum. Great to have you uh, with us and thanks for welcoming us into your manor. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, nice to be on a podcast. Excited. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just been chatting off there about, uh, about your latest uh, your latest role. You enjoying uh, personal training here in London? Yeah, loving it at the moment. Been uh, quite lucky, the fact uh, been up here for two months and it's been beautiful weather. And with my gym uh, in uh, Avoxel, we have an open space as well, so we've been using the deck and as well getting uh, machines out there and it's been uh, it's been a great experience for our clients. Yeah, you're just showing it, showing it me now. It's, uh, it's definitely stuff that, well, uh, 
yeah, it'd be, be way too way too advanced for me. But it's uh, an amazing setup. You got right down right down on the river as well. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's nice fantastic. View, nice view of the Thames, and as well, we can use the rooftop as well, which is pretty cool. You can see uh, all of London. You've got the Shard on one side with the Battersea power point and the uh, power station on the other. So it's uh, pretty lucky. And uh, yeah, we bet before we get underway, better give you an opportunity to uh, to put a plug in for uh, for your business as well. So how can uh, how can people get in touch and, and follow you and stuff like that? Um, my main following is on Instagram for yeah. my personal training. That's bfit.sc. So it's bfit.sc, and then um, I'm involved in the company with Manor then, and that's our gym. So uh, I'm yeah, I'll be training out of Manor gyms. Uh, yeah, follow me on on uh, Instagram. Fantastic. And how does it compare to the uh, to the trials and tribulations of being a professional rugby player? Um, yeah, it's different. Uh, <laughs> like for example, this morning I was up at ten to five. Um, first client in then it was about half past five, and then yeah, tonight then I got Old Delanians rugby, and I'm home at ten o'clock. So uh, the day is stretched out, and it's, it is long hours. But uh, what I'm used to, and uh, not what I'm used to from the rugby side. I mean, it was usually up at 8 and home at 12, so uh, <laughs> a bit different. And we must mention, of course, why, um, why you're in London and, and not in your familiar environment pre-season in, in Swansea. Obviously, you decided to take a, a year away from the sport. Can you just explain uh, to the audience why, why that is? Yeah, um, I took a year out. Um, Factor with concussion, I had about three or four knockouts in the last... 14, 15 months, and um, I used to have bad symptoms from it as well. Last one was in January, and uh, I still get a bit of symptoms from when I have high, high volume or high intensity training. For example, my eyes or my headache will come back a little bit. But the last week or two, I've been, I've been uh, perfect. So uh, yeah, that's the main reason. I've seen a few, few specialists. The main one, uh, Bell, Dr. Bailey in uh, Birmingham, and yeah, he told me I needed to take some time out, and then. From that, then I made the decision to focus on my career after rugby because if I had another one, I knew it had to finish totally. So I thought yeah. I'd take that extra time just to focus on my career because I had nothing in place. Um, so that's the decision I made. And, and, and it yeah. must be a really tough decision as well because obviously, like you say, you're not coming towards the end of your career. You should really be in your, you know, your prime years. So that must have been a really tough decision to have to make. Yeah, it was tough, especially. Um, I started started about two. Two years ago, maybe with my concussion symptoms and everything, um, and at that point, my main aim was to play for Wales. And my, in my mind, I was like, I'm, "I want to play for Wales. That's my goal." And, and then just been uh, knock after knock. I said, "I made a decision then. That, that is not my aim now. My aim is health." So I was that was disappointing, but um, I turned to something which was more important again, which was my health. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a tough decision. And your form during that time was was good as well. You're playing you're playing good rugby, and that must have made it double, doubly difficult when you know that really that you know to play for Wales could have been something that was that was in the you know in the in the grasp at some point. Yeah, I felt every time I was on the pitch and I was fit and fit and healthy, I felt I could do some damage, and I was I was confident in my ability then. Um, yeah, I was I was excited to play every game. I was really excited, and I was feeling quick as well. So. At that point, I, I really enjoy playing. And you mentioned the uh, the symptoms there. Again, for anyone who doesn't know, or you know, obviously it probably it differs from cases to case as well. What were those symptoms, and how did they affect you? Yeah, for me, um, my symptoms were um, I'd always have. Well, the main ones were my eyes. Uh, my I had blue, blue vision when I started running. Um, headaches as well. I was really sensitive to light. 
uh, well, hypersensitive, I'd say as well, just the fact that I'd have to wear sunglasses or that type of thing. Um, I, I think I read somewhere as well that one occasion you were wearing sunglasses at night while driving because the glare from the other cars was yeah, so much. Yeah, that's it. I struggle a lot with LED lights, especially um, yeah, cars and as well, even uh, the stadium lights as well. They were, especially Liberty, they use LED and they were so bright. Um, there's a few times where I... I, I was starting to play and I was just I had to ask the guys around me just to make sure it wasn't just me and the light bright and that, that type of thing. So that was yeah, when at that point I realised like it's not right. And I think the thing is uh, you know, as <laughs> as fans watching the game, obviously there's so much talk about concussion in the media, but I suppose the thing that we probably don't give credit for is the, the fact that it, it's not just when you're playing that it affects you. It's not oh right, this is gonna be time out on the side, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing that you've got to deal with those symptoms away from rugby as well as playing it. Yeah, um, yeah. A few months after, my concentration was terrible. I, I'm going to go as concentration anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that was a point where I would just drift off, um, as well as lines. I'm not sure if I've always had it, but pattern lines. I always used to struggle with that, especially yeah. even when playing to when the Liberty Stadium was not full. Yeah, my, I was quite empty. Patterns of the stadium seats there would hurt my eyes. I remember playing, who did I play? Zebra. And our, our training warm up kit was all patterns and all yeah, light yeah, patterns. Yeah. And I had to turn it inside out just because I couldn't, it made me feel dizzy and sick. And that, I'm not sure if that's question related or where I've always had it and it's only now yeah, it's flagged up a little bit. It. So, yeah, things like that. Because I, I suppose the, the one collision that immediately springs to mind was the one with Steph Evans during the Christmas during the Christmas derbies, did you know kind of straight away that something was wrong or how did it kind of manifest itself that time? Um, first big knockout I had was I played against Scarlet um, two years ago and I was, I was the first person to wear the uh, Sky Sports mic, uh, oh, mic yeah, yeah. and uh, I had a player cam on me. <laughs> I think it lasted two minutes. I got, uh, I, got, I got tackled and then it was a wet floor and I thought, right, if I... If I get hit the floor now, I'm going to skid in the touch. So I just took my feet away from myself just to try and land on the floor. And the pitch was solid, and I whacked my head, and then from there, I felt it took me a while to get back. But I was, I was a bit stupid as well. I didn't really say much after, as in a few months down the line, I, I kept it to myself just because I had that goal of I wanted to play for Wales. And um, yeah, I was a bit silly in that respect, but. Um, my ambition kind of took over. It's a really interesting point, actually. We had um, a couple of questions in from our uh, followers on social media, and Mike Davis on Facebook said, what advice would you give to any amateur players who think they may be suffering from concussion or concussion-related symptoms? Um, yeah, just, I wouldn't just say, I would say youngsters as well, just my mistake is I didn't speak up, I didn't say that I had these symptoms. I, I was just dealing with it because I wanted to do this, uh, my goal. And I'd say, maybe, I'm not sure, but maybe if I would have said something, I would have given time to rest and recover properly. Maybe I, I wouldn't have been in this position. Um, but I would say, take it seriously, because, um, well, I've had four in the last 40 months. And yeah. Where I am now, I, I'd much rather have taken that time just to rest and recover. Yeah, well, hindsight's, hindsight's an amazing thing, though, isn't yeah. it? And, 
course, you're not the first rugby player to, to find yourself in this situation. You know, obviously, George North, probably the most kind of high profile um, to have suffered from a series of concussions. Do you think that over the last few years, rugby is getting a better understanding of, of head injuries and how, to, <laughs> and how to manage them? Yeah, um, that's one thing. I, with the hospitals, they've been absolutely amazing. Just the fact that as soon as I did speak up and tell them what symptoms I was having, then they took over and they dealt with it amazingly and they managed me well. Everything was to do with how it was on all of my terms, whether I was feeling good. Um, so I'd, keep, I'd always have a weekly and sometimes daily checkup. And I think that at the moment, I think they're doing, they're doing well. All I can speak for is the Ospreys, and I know yeah. they're, they're doing very well with it, the concussion management. That's good to, that's good to hear. And um, another question that we've had come in via Twitter, this is from Ian Ferrugia, and he asked that considering that the aerial collisions kind of played, uh, played some part in, in the problems that you've had, are there any law changes that you'd like to see brought in, or is it just kind of one of those things that's, that's part of the game? Uh, it's interesting. Um, thinking about this uh, this question asked before <laughs> but, um, I can sympathise with Steph Evans just the fact that about four months before that I took something on the air yeah. and I got banned for what was it two two three games so it happens um, but how we how we get around that I think if we were going to bring a rule in I think a team that kicks the ball away the opposition can have first dibs on that ball and then soon as either the person catches and lands on the floor, then it's a fair contest. Or if the ball just hits the floor without anyone competing, then maybe that's the way to go. But I do I do like a collision in the air. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. There's nothing better than kicking up in the air and plucking it from the, from the sky. Yeah, yeah I, quite, I quite like that as a, um, as a potential solution, though, because, again, it kind of deters teams from... From kicking the ball away, and you'd end up, you would end up with some good counter, uh, yeah, exactly, attacking yeah. opportunities. Yeah, yeah. If you kick the ball away, then you don't deserve to get it. So, like that, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting one. But yeah, kind of bring it up to bring it up to speed um, and the current day. Now, you obviously, as we've uh, been chatting, you really seem to be enjoying the current chapter of your life in um, in London. And you you kind of mentioned it there about thinking about qualifications after rugby. And is that something that you think more and more players are, are doing now? It's kind of something that's a bit more, a, a bit more open that people are kind of you know thinking about what happens after rugby. Yeah, I think so. Um, with my, I had a concussion in what was it, South Africa. Um, can't remember which one it was, two or three. Uh, yeah. But I had a concussion up there, and I kind of panicked straight away. About yeah. a couple of weeks after, I was like, shit, I got nothing to fall back on. I have got qualifications in school, but they were so scattered. I didn't have a pathway and I think I felt I felt real bad after that the fact that what happens if the doctor tells me I can't play anymore I'm in a bad situation but luckily the doctor said I can play so then in that period of I think it was about four months I found out what I wanted to do I spoke to people we had WRPA then happened just to form properly so they helped me as well Tim who's with the uh, Ospreys he helped me loads what career I wanted to go down I found a pathway and I just stuck to that then and that's how I've got here. I've done four qualifications in six months, something like that, just hammered it. Yeah, because obviously it's something that we've uh, we spoken to Scott Otten, our, uh, our sponsor and your teammate, yeah, of course, Scott, yeah. and uh, that's probably a good time to plug his, uh, to yeah. plug his, uh, his coffee brand. Maybe you can get, get your hands on some uh, So Coffee Trades uh, from socoffeetrades.co.uk. Yeah, I'm um, just, just waiting for my order now, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm waiting on another, uh, another, another plaque, actually. Yeah. I, I keep... Uh, 
need to say that we need to we need to get a couple of cups in so we can put stuff on Instagram as well so people yeah. can see when we're having when we're having these chats. But when we when we've spoken to him, it's again it's something that was that was clear to him actually from really you know quite a quite a young age that that's something that was that was important to to plan for. Yeah, um, I think it is getting a lot more important now, especially um, for the guys who just come out of the under twenties. Um, but I think we can still do a lot more. Just keep it going, keep the education going, making sure we're all we're all doing something just uh, just uh, just in case. Of course, we want to talk rugby with you, and there's a new season around the corner. Uh, new coach at the Ospreys, of course, new head coach, but someone that you know from the setup in Alan Clark. What can Ospreys fans expect from the new gaffer? Alan, uh, yes, I spoke to him before I left, and uh, he's a great guy, and he wants he wants to play rugby. He wants to bring that just toughness up front but then have that silkiness in the backs just to, and you can see that from who they brought in as well because Scott who's, who's not just a ball carrier yeah. he's a playmaker as well he puts people in holes and north as well so it's, it's going to be exciting actually yeah so I'm uh, so I've just got my tickets now for the Osprey Saracens game in yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, I in the city, yeah, in the city yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, catch up with the boys then as well but uh, yeah I think it'd be um Interesting season, just the fact that we've got so many youngsters now, and we've got so many talented youngsters as well. Like Owen Watkins, before I, before I left up here, he, he was coming to his own. He was doing well. Well, he was involved in Wales and Sam Davis now, which is going to be exciting. He's got he's got rings now of yeah. what he wants to do as a ten, because obviously he's playing behind Sega before. So I think it'd be um, it'd be a good just to see what how we're going to play with them players. It was something I just wanted to ask you about actually as well, because obviously you'd have played closely with, with Sam Davis, massive <laughs> opportunity for him. What's he like to, to play outside, I guess, versus you know versus bigger, you'd have played a lot of rugby outside as well? Yeah, um, yeah, I love playing with both of them. The way I played, the hit in the lines, I used to uh, play it, I used to like when Sam drifts across the pitch, yeah. and then I can pick a line off him. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did like the other way Sam played, just the um, when he scores for his run and he has a little jinx, so I can just decide then, right, I'm going to hit a line of him. So uh, I did enjoy uh, playing with Sam. And obviously, like we kind of mentioned, there's, it's something of a transition for the team, really. Some big signings coming in, which you've mentioned a few. We'll talk about that shortly. But of course, some of those uh, some of the big departures as well, Ashley Beck, Dimitri Arhipman, as you mentioned there, Webb and, Webb and Bigger. Having played alongside those guys, how much have they contributed to the region over the years? Oh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been incredible how much they have contributed. Um, just their presence, they when they come back from Wales Cup, just the energy, the, the standard of skills they expect from all of us. It's just um, it's just beyond and seeing that. I remember when I went to the Dragons, my first look into it was when I went to the Dragons. I would have four or five weeks there and the first person I talked to myself was Lee Byrne yeah. just the way his standards were every time he'd have the ball he'd try and just practice doing something and then from, I was a young kid then so things like that go a long way for us youngsters and that's what Dan that's what Webby Beck that's all, all he used to do with the Ospreys and it was, uh, it was good to see and as, as we mentioned there some massive names coming in you mentioned there North <laughs> Scott Williams Alan Davis just, just to name uh, a few of them Anyone out of those you'd particularly like to be lining up next to if you were if you're back and fully fit this season? Um, yeah, I, I played with all three of them in our uh, under 18s team, so uh, it'd be it would have been quality to uh, be involved again with uh, them three, and they're all fantastic players, and they're going to bring that much uh, more attacking threat to our, our our 
a strong backline as it is. Anyone in particular, or uh... yeah, I'd say um, I, I like to play with Scott just because my my game is hitting lines, yeah, and him getting drawn defence just because how good of a player he is, and that'll give me that opportunity then to get that well one v one, and that's what I, that's what we crave our thirteens. And obviously, it seems it seems quite strange to see the Ospreys without Hyping Cup rugby this year, having spent you know so many so many seasons there consistently. Do you think that will be the, the number one priority this year, getting back in the, the top tier of Europe? Uh, yes, I think it is, it is important to get into that top tier, just the standard of rugby as well as bringing people in as well, uh, players in. But I think for Ospreys, I think, well, I'm hoping their goal is to win the um, European Cup, and that is the main goal. Because um, we a few years ago, we were in the same background. We should have, obviously, it's easy to say now, but we should have just, you know, right, we're going to go for this, we'll try and win it. And uh, I know we lost two. It was, a, it was a start, it was a start in Millennium Stadium yeah. or Claremont, maybe. But um, I think that would be huge for us just to get a bit of silverware. And we got we got a great team. Because it's, um, it's something that we that we mentioned with Scott a couple of months ago, and uh, you know, this is at a time when Scarlets were in their European semi, and then you had the Cardiff Blues went on to, to win the, the Challenge Cup. And we said, Look, is that something that you notice, or you're just concentrating on your own region? He said, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You notice what the neighbours are up to because you want that success. Yeah, yeah, just winning. It's, uh, it's a habit, isn't it? So, win as much as you can, win. Even, that's what uh, we try and do now at the Ospreys, is try and win. Even if they're in the gym, trying to compete against each other trying to get that mentality of wanting to win all the time which is I think is important in sport especially professional sport and how often do you do you kind of speak to the, to the current crop now have you got any kind of sense of what the mood's like in the dressing room going into the new season so um, you mentioned you'll be catching up in a, in a couple of weeks yeah I'm still in the um, injured boys group so uh, <laughs> but that's, a, that's a different environment again so uh, we just abuse each other in that group but um, yeah it seems good they seem to be enjoying um, they said it's tough with the heat as well uh, Speak to I spoke to Gareth Thomas and he's a, he's a big big lad so he said he's struggling <laughs> with the heat but um, yeah no they're just excited to come up and I'm excited to catch up with them all as well and any uh, any youngsters at the region that, that we should keep an eye on this season any of the kind of the young couple players coming through you think are on for a for a big season yeah oh, we've obviously got Keelan coming back which is uh, always exciting because he's such a better play his quality yeah. Yeah. the speed in him is unbelievable it scares me no substitute for it is it yeah but the youngsters Ruben yeah. he's a very good player he's uh, one to watch um, I suppose at that stage now as well where kind of the age grade rugby's behind and it's you know it's time to especially I suppose with Webby going an opportunity to knock on the door and get a bit more regular rugby yeah of course yeah so uh, yeah the scrum half will be a tough will be a tough um, position because they've got Alley as well as Haverfield who's been awesome every yeah. time he plays um, and Ruben's coming through Aubrey as well um, yeah we've got some good, very good youngsters uh, yeah I'd say Ruben and Keelan I'm excited to see Keelan back yeah I think I think every uh, every Wales fan is just excited just because it was yeah. such a such an amazing breakthrough season and then to have spent pretty much the whole of the whole of last year out it's uh, yeah, it's kind of easy to forget how young he is, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. What was he? Is he, is he? Well, it must be 20, 21 yeah. tops now, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe 20. Yeah, yeah. crazy how young he is. Fair play. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him play. All right. So, just before we uh, before we let you go then, Ben, 
uh, I guess first up, what's what's next for, for Ben John? Are you just kind of taking each day as it comes now, or have you got a date in your mind where you're going to kind of make a decision on, um, on your yeah, future? Yeah, I've decided December, to about January time, I'm going to keep coaching with older lenients. Um, so I'm doing the backs and fitness with them. So I'm going to see how it goes, see how my symptoms are going. Hopefully they're going the right way at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe have 10 minutes here and there with older lenients and see, see how I am really and how I react to that. If, if I'm done well, then I'll make a decision. But as well, if, if my career takes off here, then I'll take that into account as well because I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Amazing. And uh, yeah, to finish, Ben, we always ask our uh, our guests to take part in a feature we call Tap and Go. Eight quick fire questions and you fire the answers back to us for the first things that, uh, that come into your head. So this is Ben John's Tap and Go. Hardest player you've played against? Um, Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. Yeah, what is tough. it? I mean, he's instantly physicality kind physicality. of brings I remember being by the ruck um, and he just cleaned me out, just using his, his forearm. <laughs> he threw me absolutely miles. So just the power and strength, I'd say. And uh, what about the best tourist? Who's the most fun on an away trip? Um, we had a Matthew Dwyer, I'd say. Um, what a guy. <laughs> Well, a fair play, what a guy to have around. He's a great player as well as just a great blog. How much can you say or what goes on tour stays on tour? Um, yeah, I was listening to your podcast with <laughs> uh, with Kai and that's just totally changed from his era to yeah, my yeah. era now. It's, uh, yeah, it's so professional now. Um, but yeah, it's still, still once or twice, maybe a year or maybe every six months we do something. Yeah. So uh, away anyway. Yeah, we, um, we did... Um, we did one with uh, with Sonny Parkrod as well, and he said at the end of Sonny's career, he was rooming with uh, with Warburton at the start of his. Right. Okay. And he said how uh, the difference was was noticeable with Sonny having kind of straddled the amateur and, and professional areas, yeah. and all Sam wanted to do was talk about rugby and have a cup of tea. Yeah. And Sonny wanted to get out and have a few beers. Yeah. Was I'm not sure if it's true, but Sonny every every away trip used to go out in the day and buy a shirt. Ready for the evening. <laughs> I think I'm not sure it's true, but uh, we'll, we'll have to tweet yeah, him and find out. Or we'll ask, we'll ask Kai anyway. He'll, yeah. he'll definitely know. Um, I think I might know the answer to this one, but pint of lager or pint of protein shake? Pint of lager. I don't drink protein shakes. Yeah, good. All right. No, that's, yeah. that's a nice one. Surprise me that. Uh, strangest thing that anyone said to you on a rugby field? Oh, um, strange, oh I don't know. Um, or do you, do you remember what Sean O'Brien said as he cleared you out, or no words necessary in that, in that scenario? Oh, no, he's gone with his game. But uh, strangest thing, I remember James King when we played under 20s. Yeah. Um, Fiji, he, the strange thing he said is, uh, <laughs> he goes, Ref, they're touching my penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's going to beat. I think that's going to beat most responses that anyone that anyone's yeah. going to come up with. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, when you when you got us thrown me a bit that um, <laughs> when you got spare time, which doesn't like you doesn't sound like you have much at the moment. What do you go for? Netflix or iPlayer? Oh, no. uh, literally first time I've watched a little bit of Netflix last night for months. Um, I kind of use my mates, Tom Grabham, so yeah. I don't, don't tell him. Um, he's still giving it, I'm not sure if he knows, but yeah. I use his, what do I watch? Powerland, I watched yeah. Power last night, yeah, catch up on that. That's it, we'll have to make sure Grabham doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't, change, doesn't change his password. <laughs> no. um, if you play with any centre in the world, who would be that, that one centre you'd want to play with? Um, the thing is, he's the same position as me, but I'd love to just 
learned from Conrad Smith. Yeah. He was my hero growing up. Does everything, does everything right. Just such a good player. Just, just a rugby player. He's incredible. Yeah, it's almost like there's nothing. It's not like it's not that he's got all the flash things. He just seems to make the right decision all the time. Yeah. But with regards to my play and the way I played, I used to love playing with Josh Malavici. Yeah, yeah. Just again, just because he draws so many defenders to him, he's got that offload. And when uh, we used to play together, we used to play well. And uh, best best captain you've uh, you've played for. It's always uh, it's always so. I'm going to ask an Ospreys this because I kind of imagine what the answer is going to be. But best captain you've played for? It's got to be Alan Wynn. Unbelievable player. Even if we're playing, say a semi final or a uh, quarter final, that type of thing, or we're playing zebra away, that type of thing. He's always the same, hundred percent. And he wants to win everything. He's, he's an incredible captain. Because I was listening, I was listening to a uh, to a, a rival podcast with considerably bigger funds than ours um, on the on the way over here, and they were chatting to Nick Williams. And strangely, Nick Williams said he didn't like contact training, which okay. you know you, you watch the way Nick Williams plays and you find yeah, yeah. that quite quite uh, quite strange. But again, Kai and Sonny have said that Alan and Jones, from the first minute he turned up, he trained the way that the way yeah. that he plays it was, there wasn't like a flick to switch when he gets on the pitch it's just intensity the yeah. whole time he's, he's on the training pad that's the word intense intense guy but yeah he's, he's awesome to be around just that professional you see why he's done so good uh, so well it's great in his career and how he's such a big influence for everyone he's just he's an incredible player and a guy and then to finish on another light-hearted one who's the worst roommate you've had worst roommate um in regards to putting weight on, it's <laughs> Haberfield because he's he's so small and shredded. He eats what he wants. He yeah. gets chocolate sweets and everything. So uh, we always used to put a bit of extra body fat on when I'm rooming with him. But um, worst, say Nicky Smith, just because he snores so loud. It's always the front row, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah you have to actually leave him going his own. I remember Tito Tavoldi sleeping in the bath before game because he couldn't deal with the uh, with the snore. It's crazy. Yeah. Amazing, but Ben, it's been it's been great chatting to you. And um, as a reminder for anyone listening who, who wants to get in touch uh, about Bfit, just remind them how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, it's Instagram is uh, bfit.sc. Um, I do an online program as well as personal training one to one. Anyone in London, and we'll uh, we'll um, we'll send that uh, we'll send that a link on uh, on our Instagram and on our uh, Twitter as well. Uh, there's also talk of myself and, and regular co-host Dan getting our PE kit on at some point this summer. Uh, not sure what I'm agreeing to by, uh, by saying <laughs> this, but maybe, uh, maybe we'll be seeing you again soon. Yeah. Ben, thanks for joining us on the Attacking Scrum. Deal. Yeah, thanks. Deal. So there's the first special of the season. Really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And we're going to hopefully have a load more specials for you this season as we meet a load more interesting individuals from in and around Welsh rugby. And if you did enjoy it, please leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, we always want to hear what you've got to say as well. And you can do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, or you can do it on Facebook by liking our Facebook page and getting in touch with us there, or indeed our Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. Loads more coming out throughout this season. We can't wait to get going. And we're going to have some special previews for each of the regions coming up as, uh, as we get very, very close to the big kickoff. Uh, yeah, hope you've enjoyed it and we'll catch up with you very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.